SBS Radio. This bulletin, Uncle Jack Charles, first elder to share his story at Victoria's Indigenous Truth-Telling Commission. Australia sends further military assistance over to Ukraine. And teachers walk out of a Sydney school on first day of term in protest. A respected elder has become the first person to share his story to Victoria's Indigenous Truth-Telling Commission. Actor Uncle Jack Charles has told the Euro Justice Commission that he was taken from his Banarong mother as a baby as part of an assimilation program and later spent 12 years at a Box Hill boy's home. He says finding out the true identity of his Wiradjuri father through the SBS program, Who Do You Think You Are?, completed his path to discovering his family. It's been a long journey. You know, most of it's been hidden, denied from me, stolen from me. Yes. And so um, uh, it's a blessing that um, I'm in this unique position where people have information and they're tripping over themselves to give me this information about who I am exactly and uh, uh, archival evidence. An ancient gathering place in Queensland's spectacular Banya Mountains is back in Aboriginal hands and has become a new place of learning for old people. The handover is a culmination of a nearly two decades fight by the Banya People's Aboriginal Corporation seeking for a place on the mountain range where cultural knowledge and practices can be resurrected and shared as they once were. The Wakawaka people of southeast Queensland have celebrated their return to the iconic mountain with the opening of a bush university built on the southern side of the Banya Mountains, a project that took almost 14 months to come to fruition. The centerpiece of the university is a 120-meter-long rock and concrete rainbow serpent. A father six howitzers are on their way to Ukraine from Australia at a cost of more than $26 million as Russia steps up its offensive in the Donbass region. The long-ranged weapons are part of ongoing military assistance to Ukraine, with Australia's arms contribution now totaling $225 million, plus $65 million spent in humanitarian aid. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the government will continue to look for opportunities to provide further military assistance. There's six M777 155mm lightweight towed howitzers and howitzer ammunition. Um, also incredibly important for what uh, these uh, expected conflicts and battles coming up in Ukraine. Uh, that was a request that was made to us and we're only too pleased to support. The Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews says the likelihood of, of China deploying troops to the Solomon Islands in the next year is increasingly likely. The South Pacific nation last week signed a controversial security pact with Beijing that has defense experts worried of a potential Chinese military presence in the region. Karen Andrews has suggested that China deliberately timed the announcement of the security deal to damage the coalition's election chances. She told 4BC that the timing was suspicious. Why now? 
why right in the middle of a federal election campaign is all this coming to uh, to, to light? I mean, we talk about um, uh, political interference, and that has many forms. The coalition claims Labour will implement a carbon tax if it wins the next election, but the opposition says it's using the same safeguards mechanisms put in place under Tony Abbott in 2013. The safeguards mechanism can be used to emissions caps on the biggest carbon polluters, but so far the government's limits haven't affected industry. Under Labour, those limits already introduced by the coalition could be lowered. The Prime Minister has called this a sneaky carbon tax but claims the government's position isn't the same. Labour spokesperson Jason Clare says the attack shows the coalition is desperate. This is the government's policy, set up by Tony Abbott, implemented by Scott Morrison, same companies under us as under them, most of them are represented by the Business Council of Australia, and the Business Council of Australia, Sarah, have given us recommendations how to make it work better. And we're going to do just that. Net Zero targets are stalking divisions in the coalition after National Senator Matt Carnavan said the target was dead. But Liberal MPs threatened by teal independents in metropolitan seats have confirmed the deal will hold, leading to accusations the party is sending mixed messages across the country. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says Matt Carnavan is wrong and has denied the policy is dividing the party. Oh, everybody knows that Matt hasn't been supportive of that position. There's no news there. Um, and as many have said today, as the Treasurer said today, uh, that's not his party's position, that's not the Coalition's position, and it's not the Government's position. The residents of Kuyong in Melbourne's Inner East will have the opportunity to watch a debate next week between incumbent Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and independent challenger Dr Monique Ryan. The pair have agreed to a forum hosted by Sky News in the electorate they are battling for with an audience of undecided voters. It comes after two early attempts at a debate failed because either side did not approve of either the host or the location. In confirming his appearance at the Sky News Forum, Mr. Frydenberg challenged his opponent to turn up to the previously offered Channel 9 debate, which Ms. Ryan has rejected because it lacked an audience of local voters. Around 40 teachers have walked out of classrooms at a Sydney school in protest. Just moments before a visit from New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet to mark the first day back to the new term. The teachers walked out, walked out of Marsden High School with some holding signs that read more than thanks. It comes as the New South Wales Teachers Federation State Council has authorised members to walk off a school site if any government MP walks onto it. Public school teachers plan to walk off the job next Wednesday, seeking a pay rise of 5.7% and demanding staff shortages be addressed. Mr. Perrote says the move is irresponsible and that there are more productive ways to address the concerns with pay. Uh, this is the Labor Party uh, and the union movement are playing politics uh, with our kids uh, and our parents. And I have made it clear, very clear, couldn't have made it clearer um, that we're working through those issues with the unions right across the board. I've met with the Education Minister and the head of the Teachers' Federation. We are going through those issues in a structured way uh, to have a result that is fair and reasonable. Isolation requirements for COVID-19 household contacts are being phased out across the country.
Western Australia. We're from 12, 12 a.m. on Friday, 29th of April, be one of the last states or territories to abolish quarantine for asymptomatic COVID-19 close contacts. New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT have already ditched the requirement with Queensland following suit at 6 p.m. on Thursday, April 28th and, and South Australia on Saturday, April 30th. Household, household contacts of people in Tasmania with the virus are still required to isolate at home for seven days, but the local government has flagged that an announcement on a pathway forward will be made by the end of the week. In the meantime, close contacts of positive coronavirus cases won't need to isolate under updated Northern Territory rules from today if the exposed individual are fully vaccinated. Under the latest COVID-19 measures taking effect from last night at midnight, unvaccinated close contacts will only need to isolate for seven days instead of 14 days. The Northern Territory Health Minister Natasha Files says the rule updates will mean close contacts can carry on with life even if there is a COVID-19 case within their household. We're also changing the definition of an unvaccinated person in the Territory. And to be a fully vaccinated person, you need to have had three doses of the vaccine. The close contacts still need to be tested within the first three days and on day six, as well as avoiding high-risk settings or large gatherings as a precaution. A former Twitter manager has expressed concern at billionaire Elon Musk's plans to ease content regulations on, these, on his newly purchased social media platform. Mr. Musk has promised to make Twitter better than ever as a haven of free speech after his takeover bid of $61 billion was confirmed. Leslie Miley, who worked on safety, security and online abuse at Twitter before leaving in 2015, says Elon Musk's speech will allow people to propagate hate speech without accountability. And it's dangerous. And it's the same type of danger we saw with other high-profile people on the platform who, when they would tweet out their displeasure, people would get threats against their, their lives, their families, their properties. And, and someone who has shown that they don't fundamentally understand that by tweeting that, uh, is, it's, it's worrisome. Russian energy giant Gazprom says it will halt gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria in a major escalation of Russia's broader fallout with Europe over its invasion of Ukraine. Poland and Bulgaria will be the first countries to have their gas cut off by Europe's main supplier since the conflict began in February. The move also follows sanctions imposed by Poland, a staunch political opponent of the Kremlin, on Russian individuals and companies. Russian President Vladimir Putin has demanded that countries he terms unfriendly agree to a scheme under which they would open accounts at Gazprom Bank and make pay payments for Russian gas imports in euros or US dollars that will be converted to rubles. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day at the top of 32, Perth, showers 21, Adelaide, partly cloudy 23, Melbourne, cloudy day 21, Hobart, partly cloudy 20, Albury, Wodonga, mostly cloudy and the top of 20, Canberra, showers top of 17, Wollongong, showers as well 21, Sydney, showers 23, Newcastle, a few showers 25, Brisbane, a shower or 226, Townsville, mostly cloudy 28, Keynes, a shower or 230, Alice Springs, mostly sunny 31, Darwin, partly cloudy 33 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day, the top of 31, and that is NITV Radio News. 
Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.